The Lord Jesus announced in John chapter 7 verses 37 to 39 that the presence, power and work of the Holy Spirit will flow like rivers out of the heart of every believer. We discuss what this means and encourage every believer to let the power of the Holy Spirit flow. Word that the Lord Jesus released concerning all of us as believers. So if you have your Bibles, let's go to John chapter 7, verses 37 to 39 is our starting passage. John chapter 7, verses 37 to 39. This morning's sermon is simply entitled, Let the Power Flow. So everybody say, Let the Power Flow. One more time. Let the Power Flow. All right. John chapter 7, verses 37 to 39. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given Because Jesus was not yet glorified. So this passage in John 7 picks up with Jesus in Jerusalem, at the temple in Jerusalem, at the Feast of the Tabernacles. So this is one of the seven feasts the Jewish people celebrated annually, the Feast of the Tabernacles. And uh, this feast went on for eight days. And this feast was really a memorial or a remembrance of The journey that the people of Israel made through the wilderness. It was a memorial of that entire experience. And so what people did during these seven days was uh, they made booths or tents. And they dwelt in them. Reminding themselves that their forefathers at one point lived in temporary places as they journeyed for 40 years through the wilderness. And God took care of them. So they did that over this seven-day period, dwelling in these temporary huts or booths that they made. And every each day of these seven days, the priests would go and collect some water from the pool of Siloam, bring it into the temple, pour it on the altar, and they would all recite Isaiah, the 12th chapter, the third verse, talking about drawing waters out of the wells of salvation with joy. And they would do that. For these eight days. So here you see Jesus coming into the temple on the last day. The eighth day. The the great finale. And he comes into the temple. And then he makes this public announcement that shocks everybody. He says, whoever is thirsty, come to me and drink. And I will give you the water of life. So it's a powerful picture the priest is getting water out of the pool, Salom, and, and pouring it here in the temple. And here Jesus stands up and says, I have the real stuff. In fact, I am the real. I am this water of life. Come to me, whoever is thirsty, come to me and drink. And then he announces something about you and me. Each one of us believers in Jesus. He says, this is in verse 38. He who believes in me. 
So here he's talking about all believers. So put your hand up and say, Jesus is talking about me. He's talking about you and me. He who believes in me, out of his heart, or innermost being, some, some versions will say that, but out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Jesus said, for every believer, out of their heart will flow rivers of living water. So why don't we all just acknowledge that he said the truth. Put your right hand up and say this with me. Out of my heart is flowing rivers of living water. Okay, let's sound a little convinced now. Let's do it again. Out of my heart is flowing rivers of living water. He said this for all believers. So no one's exempt. If you're a believer, this is happening. Out of your heart is flowing rivers of living what? Say, so say, what is this rivers of living water? Verse 39 explains that. But this he spoke about the Spirit. So what is this river? It's the flow of the Holy Spirit. The presence, the power, the working of the Holy Spirit is flowing out of the heart of every believer. He said, which those who believe in him should receive because Jesus was not yet glorified. Meaning, this is going to happen after he ascended into heaven, which began to happen right from that day. After he went up into heaven. So here's the point. Out of every believer, all of us, There are rivers of Holy Spirit, presence, power, and working that's flowing out. All of us are conduits of the flow of Holy Spirit, of the Holy Spirit. All of us. Now, let's look at it a little bit more closely. He said, he who believes in me, so we said that it's for all believers, Out of his heart. So it's out of my heart. It's not out of my brains. It's not out of my intellect. It's not about my skill, my ability, my flesh. Thank God. It's out of my heart. Out of my spirit. So it has nothing to do with our individual capabilities. Because all of that varies. It has nothing to do with my skills. It has nothing to do with our talents. The flow of God's Holy Spirit through every believer has nothing to do with our own natural abilities. It is out of our hearts, out of our spirit. Now God can and will use uh, the the faculties, the abilities he's given us and and he anoints and all of that. That's, That's all fine. I'm not discounting it. But the point I want to emphasize is that the flow of the Holy Spirit through the believer is out of your heart. Out of your heart. It's not because of my abilities. It's out of your heart. The whole, there's the flow of the Holy Spirit. Will flow rivers. Rivers. Now, rivers in contrast to fountain. There is a fountain also in every believer. If you remember in John chapter 4, when Jesus was talking to that woman at the well of Samaria, 
he said, whoever drinks of the water that I give him, it will be in him a fountain springing up into eternal life. So all of us have, as believers, we also have a fountain inside of us. But this fountain, a fountain is contained. This fountain is within every believer, bringing us eternal life. But now in John 7, he's talking about a river. A river is voluminous. It is, it's unlimited. It's powerful. It's big. Unlimited. The fountain is within the believer. The river is flowing out of the believer. The fountain is for the blessing of the believer. The river is for blessing other people. Amen? So look at your neighbor and say, you've got a nice fountain. (laughs) There's a fountain inside every believer. It's again the Holy Spirit. So these are just figures of speech, this language that you and I can understand. But he's trying to help us get a grip on the work of the Holy Spirit in a believer's life. The Holy Spirit is in you like a fountain giving you eternal life. But the Holy Spirit also seeks and, and desires and flows out of the heart, out of the spirit of every believer as a mighty river. His presence, his power is working, is to be released out of our spirit. Out of his heart shall flow rivers. Of living water. This is a river that gives life. It brings wholeness. It brings healing. It does all the good things. Life-giving river. Amen. The other place that we read about the river of life is in Revelation 22 verse 1 and 2. Where it talks about the river of life flowing out of the throne of God and of the Lamb of God. What is it giving us an understanding of? That this river of life representing the Holy Spirit, is actually flowing from the throne of God. It is bringing into our realm everything that is released from the throne of God. That's the river of life flowing through every believer. So put your right hand on your chest and say, there's a river of life flowing out of me. Through every believer, there's a river of life flowing out. Amen? It's It's the presence, it's the power of the Holy Spirit. All of us here are to be conduits of it, are are to emanate the presence and the power and the working of the Holy Spirit, releasing that out so that it can bring life, healing, blessing to those around us. Amen? It's for all believers. Now, Jesus himself was a prototype, was an example of how this happened. And if we look at the ministry of Jesus, the record of his earthly ministry, there are instances where uh, uh, the records tell us about the flow of Holy Spirit power through Jesus. It does not mean his Holy Spirit power was not flowing at other times. He was flowing all the time. But there are instances when this is recorded for us. For instance, in Luke, the sixth chapter, verses 17, 18, 19, and Luke 6, let's read that passage there, Luke 6, 17, 18, 19, it says, And he came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem, from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, who came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases, as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits, and they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for power went out from him and healed them all. So here's talking about the flow of that power. What does this flow? And of course, it's the power of the Holy Spirit. What does this flow do? It brings healing. It brings deliverance. Amen? 
Now let me ask you, did Jesus have a different Holy Spirit from what you and I have? Yes or no? No. The same Spirit of God flowing through Jesus is flowing through you and same Holy Spirit. And so the flow of the Spirit releasing the power of God brings about the same results of healing and delivering people. And what I want to impress on each of our hearts is this, that this is God's will, God's plan for all of us. That this river of life flows out of our spirit, all of us, releasing the power of the Spirit of God. On another occasion in Luke 5 and verse 17, it talks about people, Luke 5, 17, they're all gathered together in the house of the Pharisees and the scribes. And it says the power of the Lord was present to heal them. The power of the Lord was present to heal in that room. So imagine you and I as believers are here and out of our spirit is emanating the presence, the power and the Holy Spirit. Do you think the presence of the Lord is here? The power of the Lord is here to heal? Yes or no? Because all of us are here. And out of all our spirits, there is flowing the river of the Holy Spirit. This life-giving spirit out of all our spirits. And we are all here. Amen. So when we come together, say, Lord, I'm going to jump into that river. I know there's, a, there's this gathering of people. And every, out of every person's heart, there's this river of life that's flowing. I'm expecting the power of the Lord to be present, to bring healing, to meet my need, to set me free. I'm expecting that to happen. You and I know the story in Mark 5 about that woman with the issue of blood. You know, in Mark chapter 5, uh, we know that Jesus was walking through the crowd. And there were so many people pressing in all around him. And yet it says there that this woman with an issue of blood, she makes her way through the crowd and she touches the hem of his garments. And the Bible says in verse 30, Mark 5 verse 30, immediately Jesus knowing in himself that power had gone out of him. So Jesus knew. So there are times when the flow of the power of the Holy Spirit is tangible. You can recognize it. Last night we were praying for these students. And I personally, and you can ask all of them and they might say the same thing. But I personally could sense the presence. This tangible presence of the Holy Spirit. As we're laying hands, praying and releasing God's blessing on their life. Tangible presence. So the presence of the Holy Spirit is tangible. Jesus knowing in himself, he knew that power had gone out of him. There was a flow of this power. He knew. So there are ways in which this presence is tangible. He knew that power had gone out of him. And this woman, knowing she had been healed, she acknowledges that. And then Jesus looks at her and says, Woman, your faith has made you well. Your faith. So it tells us something more. That faith is like the switch that transmits and also receives Holy Spirit power. Amen? Now, those of us who've done little electronics or electrical engineering, you know how circuit diagrams work. You know, the circuit diagram, switch open, switch close. Some of you recognize? Yes? No? Some, at least, I'm sure there may be some electrical engineers here. You switch open, switch close. Right? You circuit diagram. So faith is that switch. No faith, switch open, no flow of power. Faith, switch close, there's the flow of power. Because we read in the next chapter, in Mark chapter 6, 
Verses 5 and 6. Jesus is back in his own hometown. And, uh, uh, and, and, he, and, and it says there, he could do no mighty works there in his own place. Because, uh, he, except he healed a few sick people. And he marveled because of their unbelief. He marveled. These people. Their unbelief. So the unbelief, the lack of faith, opened the switch, no flow of power. So it tells us something. The Holy, Holy Spirit power is, is there waiting to be released, waiting to emanate. But faith is the switch that, that causes the circuit to be complete so that there can be transmission and reception of the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Now, when you get into the book of Acts, we see recorded instances. And, I, and again, I want to say this, that just because there are one or two isolated recorded instances doesn't mean it was not happening all the time. My understanding is it was happening all the time. But here are some few recorded instances. In, in Acts 5, we find that Peter's shadow, Acts 5, 14, 15 onwards, we find that Peter's shadow brought healing to people. People would just line up on the streets and Peter walking by and the, his shadow following, falling on them brought healing, brought deliverance. So here God was using something very unusual. Now if you look at the ministry of Jesus, that did not happen. So most people will immediately write a blog. Peter is a false prophet. Why? His shadow is healing people. And it never happened in Jesus' ministry. Well, Jesus said, the things I do and greater things. Meaning, beyond what I've done, are things are going to happen through your life. Your shadow is going to heal people. Never, it maybe just didn't happen in Jesus' ministry. But he said, greater things than these you will do. Right? So Peter's shadow. God used that to transmit Holy Spirit power. In Acts 19... Paul prayed over handkerchiefs. Verses 11 and 12. Acts 19, 11 and 12. Paul prayed over handkerchiefs. And these aprons and handkerchiefs were taken to those who were sick and diseased and possessed. And they were healed. They were delivered. So here cloth was being used to transmit Holy Spirit power. So the Spirit, the Holy, Holy Spirit power is transferable. Everybody say transferable. I meant it's flowing out through you. It can be carried through something. A shadow, a cloth. Most often it's your hands. You transmit through your hand. You find Jesus touching people, laying hands. Sometimes it's through a spoken word. The Holy Spirit power is transferred into other people's lives. Amen? So the thing I want to impress on each of our hearts is this. For all of us, God wants the presence, the power, and the working of His Holy Spirit to be released through all of us. Not just Peter and not just Paul. Thank God for them. Yes, they were apostles. But Jesus didn't say only through apostles. He said, he who believes in me, out of his heart will flow rivers of living. What? Out of you is flowing the river of the Holy Spirit, his presence, his power, his working. So now what do we do? What do you do with it? Let the power flow. Amen? Let the power flow. That's what God wants. Let it flow. How? You have faith in your heart and you step out. You lay hands, you pray, you speak the word. Let the power flow. In your home, in your school, in your college, in your place of work, wherever there is a need, let the power flow. I want to close with Isaiah 61. We want to read the first seven verses of Isaiah 61 where Isaiah captures for us what the anointing will do. Isaiah 61 verses 1 through 7. He captures, he, he tries to describe in picture language what the anointing, what the presence 
power and working of the Holy Spirit will effect, will result in people's lives. So we're going to read that passage and we will pray after that. Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. So he, the subject is the Holy Spirit. The presence of the Holy Spirit. For He has anointed me. The word anoint sometimes simply, you know, it's a very complicated word. sounds very complicated. The word anoint simply means to smear. So you smear oil or something on your face. So they just smeared with oil, with the anointing, with, with the Holy Spirit. That anointed. So the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has smeared me with the Holy Spirit. To do what? To preach good news to the poor. To heal the brokenhearted. To proclaim liberty to captives. The opening of the prison to those who are bound. So what will the presence of the Holy Spirit do? It will bring good news, the gospel to the poor. It will heal those who are broken. There could be people here today who are broken physically, emotionally. There's different ways, broken. And it's the presence of the Holy Spirit that heals the broken. To proclaim liberty to the captives, to open prison doors, meaning set captives free. Those who are in bondage, they'll be set free because of the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Next verse. Verse 2. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. The acceptable year of the Lord is the year of jubilee. It's the year of restoration of everything that's been lost. Whatever has been taken away will be restored to you. That's the year of jubilee. And the day of vengeance of our God, the day when God executes justice for those who are oppressed, who are wrongfully treated. That's the day of justice. Verse 3, and to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion. So the presence of the Holy Spirit bringing consolation, bringing comfort to those who are grieving, who are mourning. And what else happens? He gives beauty for ashes, oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Now, was the presence of the Holy Spirit totally transforms a person's situation. Brings joy for mourning. He gives the garment of praise for heaviness and depression and things that are weighing down. He, he, the lives are so transformed that they are called trees of righteousness. They are the planting of the Lord and God's glorified. Verse 4. And they shall rebuild the old ruins. They will raise up the former desolations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. The anointing upon people is going to bring about a restoration. It's going to bring about revival. What was lost of old is now going to be brought back. It's going to be regained. Verse 5. Strangers will stand and feed your flocks. The sons of the foreigner shall be your plowman and your wine dresser. So now you're going to have authority over people, dominion over people. They're going to come and begin to serve you. Verse 6, but you shall be called the priests of the Lord. They shall call you the servants of our God. You shall eat the riches of the Gentiles and in their glory you shall boast. So now there is prosperity. You're going to have the riches of the Gentiles coming into your life. And verse 7. Instead of your shame, you shall have double honor. And instead of confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore in their land, they shall possess double. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. The anointing is going to bring about this change. Instead of shame, you'll have double honor. Instead of confusion, 
God will bring peace and blessing in your life. This is the effect of the Holy Spirit on people's lives. Are you with me? Do you think the Holy Spirit can do that today? If, he, if, 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 the, if Isaiah spoke about it in Isaiah 61 and said, you know, people, this is what the Holy Spirit will do. Do you think the Holy Spirit can do that for us today? I believe he can. And he wants to. That's the river of life flowing out of you, you and me. Now, tomorrow morning when you get up, and those of you go to college, those of you go to your workplace, do you think that river of life is still going to flow? Or is it like suddenly stopped? <laughs> Opens Sunday morning, 10.30, <laughs> closes 12.30, service is over. Does it happen like that? I don't think so. He said, he who believes in me out of his heart will flow. This river will flow everywhere, anywhere, all the time. Wherever you go, the river goes. Wherever you go, the Holy Spirit power flows. And what we need to say is, Lord, by faith, I'm releasing the presence, the power, the working of the Holy Spirit on people. I pray that on us as a church, as a congregation. Now you meet a person who's not saved. It's okay. Release the presence, power of the Holy Spirit upon him or her so that God can bless him or her, touch their life and see about a change in their lives. And all these blessings, double honor for shame, peace for confusion, double blessing be released on their lives because you are carrying that river. Amen? So put your right hand up. Let's say this, man. I'm going to let the power flow. 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 Amen. Through every believer. Not just through some apostle, some prophet. Through every believer. Through you. Out of your heart. So make sure there are no blockages in the heart. Right? I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about spiritually. Right? Nothing that hinders the flow. Right? Let your heart, let our hearts be that wide open conduit for the power to flow. Let nothing hinder the flow of the spirit. Let's have the switch of faith on. Saying, God, I'm going to release. I'm going to release power. Sometimes you can feel it. Sometimes you can't. But it's okay. He said it will flow. So it's going to flow. Whether I feel it or not. It's nice when I feel it. But it's okay when I don't. Because it's faith. It's faith. Amen. So I want to encourage us to do that with one another. Saying, as we pray for one another. As we pray for each other. Let's expect that to happen. It could happen in your prayer group. It could happen at home. It could happen in your life group. Expect the power to flow. Through all of us. Let's rise to our feet. We're going to pray. They're going to close. And, and uh, this morning, we're going to be available here to pray and minister to you. So if you need to be ministered to in any way, we'll be available here. I just call our pastors up to be here. And we'll take time to pray and minister, but we'll let others be dismissed. And uh, so if you need healing in your body, you need deliverance, you need something else, our pastors will be here. And others who want to just join and just be with us to pray and minister to people, you're welcome to come. Life group leaders, if you want to come and just be available here, pray for people. Just come and be here and we'll take time to pray and minister to people. So if you need prayer, say yes, I just want you to pray over my life. I want the power of the Holy Spirit to touch me to do all this that was said. You know, in place of shame, I want double honor and, 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 and everything that was spoken of. I want that to happen to me. I want you to pray and minister that to my life. Just, you know, we'll be available here to pray. Pastors, life group leaders, just be here. We'll take time to pray. And those of you need, just Feel free to come. But let's close and let's close this morning. Father, we just thank you for your word. 
Holy Spirit, we thank you for the amazing things that you do in our lives. That you are the God who turns our mourning, Lord, into joy. You're the God who gives beauty for ashes. You're the God who causes the rebuilding of what was torn down. The restoration, the reviving. It is you who, Lord, who takes broken lives and makes them so beautiful that they will be known as the planting of the Lord. As trees of righteousness. It is you, Holy Spirit, who, who brings, Lord, double honor in place of shame and the peace and the joy of the Lord in place of confusion and a double blessing on people's lives. So Holy Spirit, I ask right now that you will touch every person here. What we read about, I ask that you will do it, oh Lord, in every person's life here. Let healing be released where there is sickness, where there is disease, where there is pain. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. And I release Holy Spirit power against it to replace your sickness with health and wholeness. I release Holy Spirit power against every deformity to bring wholeness. I release Holy Spirit power against every work of darkness, setting the captives free, opening up the prison doors, releasing minds from disturbances. I release the power of the Holy Spirit. I release the power of the Spirit of God over finances so that there will be double honor and double blessing in our finances, in our homes, in our families. I release the presence, the power, the working of the Spirit. As you're standing here and you've, you have a need in any area, I just pray by faith. I just want you by faith to say, God, I receive it. I receive. I receive that, Lord. I receive the touch of the Spirit. I receive the working of the Holy Spirit in my life. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you, Lord God. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you. Just continue, Holy Spirit, just to move. Move upon people right now. Move upon people, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you. Father, we just pray that you will usher us as a people, as a church, into a higher realm in you, God, where every believer will be releasing these rivers of living water to touch others, Lord, in our city, across our nation, that every believer be releasing rivers of living water. Let we'll come back with stories of amazing things happening because the Holy Spirit is being released through every child of God, through every believer. Lift us into that realm where the entire church is flowing, releasing the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, O oh God. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. And Father, I just pray that things will be different, God, because of the work of your Spirit. Let's take a place right now. Things will be different, God. Because of the anointing. Because of the Spirit of the Lord. Because of the Holy Spirit. Let things be different. Let things be different. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. If there's anyone here this morning and you've never given your heart to Jesus Christ, if you've never personally made a decision to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, as the one who saves you, as the one who removes sin out of your life, and if you had ever asked Jesus to come into your heart and make you a child of God, if you've never done that in your life, I want to invite you to do that. The Bible says that whoever be- believes in Him, whoever receives him Jesus into their lives he gives them the power to become the children of God the Bible says whoever believes in him receives forgiveness of their sins and if any person is in Christ he becomes a new creation if there's anyone here you've never done this before in your life and would like to do it this morning I want you to just pray this prayer with me you just say Lord Jesus Come into my heart. Forgive my sins. Make me a child of God. Make me a new creation. And help me to follow you the rest of my life. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Anybody here, you prayed this prayer for the very first time this morning? If you don't mind, could you raise your hand? Anybody, you prayed this prayer for the very first time this morning? To raise your hands. Anybody? Anybody out in the area there? Any hands raised? Okay. I don't see anybody. In case you did, in case you prayed this prayer for the very first time, our, our greeters are there holding a red bag uh, and they have a decision card. So on your way out, if you pray this prayer this morning, just go to them and say, you know, I pray that prayer. They'll give you this red bag. It has some resources that you could use to grow in your knowledge and faith about Jesus. And it has a card that you can just write your name and your number and we'll get in touch with you and tell you what to do next, how to grow uh, in Jesus. Let's close. Father, we thank you for this time. And Lord, we give you glory, honor, and praise. And, and unto you, O God, who does exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask, think, or imagine, according to your power that's at work in each of us, unto you be glory in the church through Jesus Christ always. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Let's the power. God bless you. See you again. Have a great Sunday. God bless. We trust that this message was a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at apcwo.org 
Also visit our website www.apcwo.org for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.